Welcome back to Locked On Cowboys podcast, a crossover edition of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Chris Thornton of Locked On Jaguars. Chris, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, can't complain, really. Pretty easy day at work, so leads to an easier podcast experience at night. Well, that and your Jaguars are sitting at three and two at, at the top of the AFC South, correct? Or the Titans have three wins? Uh, we are tied for first with the Titans, but they hold the tiebreaker over us due to yeah, them beating you us. You guys aren't worried about them. <laughs> You're not worried about them, right? Uh, I mean... I, I don't want to say that we are, but they did sweep us last year, and they beat us this year, so it's it, it's a little of a, a sore subject amongst Jags fans, but I'm, I'm hoping that by the end of the year, it won't matter. All right, so coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the Cowboys-Jacksonville game uh, for Sunday, um, and let's go ahead and jump right in at talking about the Jags. Uh, Chris, how do you think the Jags team compares to the one that we saw last year? Is is this the same Jaguars team, or do you think it's taken a step back? Defensively, I'd like to say that they're just about the same. Now, when you're looking at the stats on paper, the Jags clearly don't have as many sacks or turnovers as they did last year. Because I mean, they blew the league wide open having 10 sacks in their first game last year, and I believe this year they're at like maybe 8 or 9. So the splash play department for the Jags defense right now isn't as high as it was last year but if you're looking just statistically they're still shutting opposing offenses down uh, going before the Chiefs matchup they were first in points allowed yards allowed uh, I believe passing yards allowed they were they were the top at almost all of the statistical categories that aren't including big plays obviously so uh, defensively, they're still there. Offensively, they seem to be really hit or miss right now. Uh, low scoring game against the Giants in the season opener, then blow the doors open against the Patriots. Everybody thinks, wow, this team might actually be legit offensively. And then the next week, only score six points against the Tennessee Titans. Week after that, blow the doors open again against the New York Jets and then go into Arrowhead and look absolutely abysmal offensively. So it's really in kind of an up and down offense for this team right now but I mean they don't have Leonard Fournette out there he's been nursing a hamstring injury all year so it's kind of hard to say that they are the same team as last year because they're not able to ground and pound and uh, kind of control the ball game on the ground so uh, they're gonna they're facing adversity right now and they're gonna have to fix it if they want to make another deep run into the playoffs all right so let's talk about the defense and you know you look at the the amount of points that they've given up so far this season it's it's actually pretty phenomenal uh week one in new york they gave up just 15 points to the giants week two against the patriots just 20 points uh week three against the titans nine points 12 points against the jets and it says that you guys allowed 30 points uh, on defense against the chiefs but that's not true right bortles had a fumble uh, that led to a touchdown by Chris Jones. Am I remember that correctly? Yep, Bortles did in fact throw a pick six. It wasn't even a fumble; it was a pick six to Jones. Pick six. So that's I mean, that, so that hurts. Th- this more. is a good defense. If you hold Kansas City at Kansas City to twenty three points on offense, I mean this this defense is still absolutely phenomenal. Correct. And Patrick Mahomes to zero uh, passing touchdowns. If you, if you want to throw that yeah, in there, it, he had a rushing touchdown, uh, but. Yeah, the de- like I said, the defense statistically is playing lights out if you're kind of excluding the splash plays and turnovers and sacks and stuff like that. But 
just to containing opposing offenses, they're doing a phenomenal job of doing that right now. Now let's talk a little bit about the offense, and we'll get into the matchups of the Cowboys' uh, offense against the Jaguars' defense later in the show. Uh, but the Jacksonville offense, you mentioned Leonard Fournette is going to be out this week with a uh, hamstring injury. TJ Yeldon is a player that I've always kind of liked. Um, he doesn't have a ton of speed, but he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Corey Grant, who is you know really your speed guy out of the backfield, he won't be there this week. I believe he was placed on IR. And then earlier this afternoon, the Jaguars signed Jamal Charles. Uh, so kind of just talk about this running back position. Do you guys feel like you can get solid production out of TJ Yeldon this week against the Cowboys? I, I think Jags fans are really kind of warmed up to TJ Yeldon because they drafted him second over or in the second round, uh, excuse me, uh, four years ago. And he just kind of fifteen was that uh, the right draft? Fifteen, yeah. So maybe three years ago. I think he's in the final year of his rookie contract. So twenty fifteen, he gets drafted in the second round. Never really pans out to be that huge second round pick that they wanted him to be. But at the end of last season and the beginning of this season, when given the opportunity, has played really, really well. And the key word there is when given the opportunity, because it seems like the coaching staff still isn't committed to kind of feeding him. Uh, he played. He had 77 offensive snaps against the Chiefs last week and only ran it 10 times. And uh, that, that that's just kind of alarming to me. And uh, I would like to see TJ Yeldon pound the rock a little more because in his given chances, he's looked really well. So I don't know if maybe this week they're going to maybe try to test that uh, Cowboys defensive line, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how many carries they give TJ Yeldon uh, compared to their newly acquired running back, Jamal Charles. In the passing game, and actually, I should have brought this up when talking about the rushing attack because Blake Bortles is an absolute weapon in the run game. Uh, I still think he's, I think, second all-time in yards per carry. Uh, and feel free to talk about that, Chris, in a second. But uh, in the passing game, uh, a little bit of mixed reviews this year. Austin Severian Jenkins is going on injured reserve. Um, they, they've they got some, some deep throws. I saw D.D. Westbrook already has eight explosive plays this year. Uh, Keenan Cole uh, can make some plays. Talk to us a little bit, a little bit about the Jaguars' passing attack, and maybe what we can expect to see uh, from them from the Cowboys' side perspectives of things. What can Cowboy fans expect to see out of this Jaguars' uh, passing game? Expect a lot of crossers. That seems to be by far their most popular and probably most effective play on the year. Is these kind of eight to ten yard crossers where you have dd westbrook primarily coming across blake's dumping the ball off and that that's just what they seem to be doing because the offensive line is slowly getting more and more banged up as the year goes on uh losing left tackle cam robinson against the patriots and then uh, everybody else just kind of getting banged up here and there but they seem to be trying to get the ball out of blake's hands uh fairly quickly most of the plays and then uh hackett will call up a deep shot or two to kind of uh, catch the defense kind of sleeping per se. So, uh, I, but I would definitely expect more shallow crossers with D.D. Westbrook. He seems to really fit that role well. But uh, as we all know, and I'm sure you know, uh, he was explosive at Oklahoma for doing just that. He, sure. uh, you put the ball in his hands, and he's a weapon, and he's kind of really turning out to be that guy that they wanted him to be. Missed a lot of last year with a core injury, and when he came back, was slowly eased in the offense. And now I think this year is kind of really starting to hit stride. Uh, like you mentioned, already has eight explosive plays on the year. 
Let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. I don't recommend uh, betting the over on any fantasy players in this one because this could be a dogfight. Uh, join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so we talked a little bit about the Jaguars team heading into this. Uh, they still feel pretty good, obviously, about their chances this year. They think they can compete in the AFC. Uh, on the other side of things with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, it's been rough, to say the least. Uh, they are 2-3. and three. They just lost a heartbreaking game to the Houston Texans. Chris, what do you think the Jaguars' biggest concern about this Cowboys team uh, heading into Sunday? Is it their rushing attack? Is it their pass rush? Is there one thing you think could be keeping the Jaguars' coaches up at night for this uh, contest? Uh, I mean, I think it's got to be that pass rush, really. Uh, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence kind of just exploded last year and is still, I believe, is just kind of dominating this year. And he might be going against a third-string tackle if he lines up over the left tackle. So, I mean, that's probably got to keep Blake Bortles at least up at night is knowing that D-Law is on the other side ready to go and uh, is going to be coming for him. And I'm sure whoever they end up penciling in at left tackle and even Jeremy Parnell, he's been a kind of a turnstile outside. Uh, either of these tackles I'm sure are probably petrified to go against Demarcus Lawrence this week. Jeremy Parnell. That's a, that's an old <laughs> uh, love for me in Dallas. That, you know, that's a guy that uh, made his career, you know, in Dallas as a backup to uh, Doug free, former basketball player. I uh, got a big contract with the Jags, so I am going to be looking forward to seeing him on Sunday. Uh, for the most part, it is going to be Lawrence against Parnell. Um, that should be a fantastic matchup because Parnell is a great athlete, uh, but the last time I've seen him, and admittedly it's been a while since I've studied the All-22 tape on him, but he's not the most technically sound player, and that's actually how Lawrence wins. Is he wins with technique and uh, being able to just bully the uh, offensive tackle. So I'm going to be curious to see how that works. Uh, on the on the left side for the, for the Jaguars, they're going to see a lot of Randy Gregory and Taco Charlton and maybe even some of David Irving who might play in this contest. I uh, would be the first game back since his suspension. Uh, that's how the Cowboys are going to have to win in this game. They're going to have to get pressure on Bortles. They're going to have to take away the ball. Uh, one of my concerns in this game, though, and you mentioned it already about the speed of the receivers. Uh, Chidobi Wuzier, the Cowboys' second-round pick from 2017, uh, who has been their starting outside corner the first five weeks of the season, uh, injured his ankle in Sunday's loss to the Texans. It, if I had to guess right now, and we're recording this on Tuesday night, I, I don't think he's going to play this week. I, I think they're going to decide to, to let him rest. 
And that makes me nervous because you're going to put Jordan Lewis, a, a smaller corner, on a guy like Keenan Cole or D.D. Westbrook, and he's going to be chasing him all the way across the field. That makes me a little bit nervous uh, for how the Cowboys are going to defend the Jaguars. The Jaguars, I don't think, are going to need a lot of points to win this one. Uh, but if they can hit two or three big plays down the field, that might be it. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball, and this is really the <laughs> this is going to be rough for the Cowboys. But uh, the Cowboys' offense is, I mean, plain and simple, they're the one of the worst in the league right now, averaging just 16 points a game. Uh, their offensive line is beat up. Uh, obviously, no Travis Frederick. Uh, the corners, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye. Do they typically play sides, or do they do they use those guys to match up on? Uh, certain receivers depending on the, the team and the opponent uh they've seemed to kind of do both they both believe that they're the best in the game and for most of the part if they're going against nobody that really has kind of a clear-cut wide uh, number one wide receiver uh, kind of a play on jerry jones's quote earlier today uh <laughs> Uh, that <laughs> that's they, every cowboy fan is listening just sigh just like I did because of Jerry Jones's statement on the number one receiver. But <laughs> go ahead. And they uh, they typically play their sides. Yes, now they're smart and they know guys like Jalen Ramsey usually goes up against DeAndre Hopkins when they play the Texans, and Jalen Ramsey usually will go up against the number one receiver. However, they know that if there's maybe a, a uh, formation that they need to be running or something they'll just keep those guys on either side of the field because they're that good to where they can do that they don't worry about it maybe if the number one's on the left side now or to the right side uh typically they'll have their assignments but it also uh isn't surprising to see them kind of line up there we've been seeing jalen ramsey move out to safety if needed to and then they bring guys up if they need to so uh todd wash has been somewhat creative the jaguars defensive coordinator in how he's scheming these players but uh, for the most part, I'd say, yeah, they kind of do left field, right field, and then uh, for special circumstances, we'll go against a primary receiver if they need to. So, which Cowboy receiver is going to draw Jalen Ramsey this week? <laughs> Does it matter? Uh, I mean, I, I can't even... Yeah, I don't think it's going to really matter. I, I really don't. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word right now. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to criticize the Cowboys wide receiver. No, no, no. Go anybody, ahead. Please there do, because we do it all the time. There is nobody that really, I think, scares this defense in the receiving core, uh, if we're being Tavon quite Austin? frank. Uh, <laughs> Deontay Thompson? <laughs> uh, I mean... I mean, we've no, seen guys. We've seen guys uh, maybe slip through the cracks against this defense, but I'm sure this defense uh, on, in the Doug Marone era is seven and zero after a loss, and quite frankly, after uh, after a loss, they they utterly decimate their opponents. So, uh, if I were, I would not want to be anybody on this Cowboys offense, quite frankly, because this Jaguars defense is going to come in hungry and they're going to come in uh, angry. <laughs> this, this Cowboys wide receiver core, just, it, it makes my head hurt. But uh, one more question before we move on. Um, the Cowboys' best receiver is Cole Beasley. Uh, he usually runs his routes out of the slot. Are they opposed to bringing down a Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Boye and playing them in the slot, or do they typically just stay on the outside? 
no, I, I believe I would obviously have to kind of dive into the tape a little more, but I believe they've kind of put Jalen Ramsey wherever uh, Jalen or AJ, wherever they need to go, whether it's uh, like when they play the Patriots, they'll put Ramsey right on Gronk if they need to. Uh, although free safety to Sean Gibson has been really good against tight ends this year. Uh, they'll kind of move these guys wherever they need to. If they, if Cole Bleasy move. Beasley moves into the slot. They'll move Ramsey or Boye inside if they need to. But uh, there's so many pieces. Uh, you have like Miles Jack, uh, who's been playing phenomenally in coverage this year. If they need him to kind of play shallow, they can. They've been playing uh, rookie safety Ronnie Harrison at Sam a lot this year. Actually, he's kind of been their big nickel. So uh, he might be a guy to kind of look forward. Uh, he really kind of, I think, is in running packages, but he they've been trying to get him on the field as much as he can. But yeah, uh, they're, the Jags' defensive coordinator is not opposed at all to moving corners to whoever they need to play. It's going to be a rough game for the Cowboys passing the ball. I, if, it, if they get over 200 passing yards in this game, I would be utterly shocked. It, it would be a huge development. But uh, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Cowboys' bread and butter, which is their rushing attack against the Jaguars' front seven. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by the price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live events. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys rushing attack. Now, Last week against the Texans, the Cowboys did not run the ball well. They really struggled to block uh, the Texans' front of Jadavion Clowney, DJ Reader, and obviously J.J. Watt. Now they play the Jaguars, who I believe have a better front seven, uh, when, especially when you include the linebackers with Talvin Smith and Miles Jack, uh, and then obviously with Marcel Darius and Clayus Campbell. Um, do you think the Cowboys can have any success against the Jaguars' run defense? How has the, the run defense of, the, of Jacksonville been so far this season? Uh, I mean, going back into last year, since the uh, ever since they acquired Marcel Darius, it's been night and day. Uh, last year, they were last in the league in uh, rushing yards allowed per game. And then in the span uh, to the end of the season that they acquired Marcel Darius, they went from last to first. So that's just how big of an impact Darius has been. Uh, on this rush defense and this year has been no different he's uh according to pff is posting an 86 run defense grade which is almost an elite tier and he has been playing lights out there's a play last week where uh 
I believe it was Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill, one of the two, uh, busted a long run, and Darius is running down the entire field and makes the tackle towards the end of the play. So he's been motivated since he's gotten to Jacksonville. He's been a, kind of a nightmare for run defense. But the thing that the Jaguars have seemed to have been susceptible to is they'll be dominant for most of the game, and all of a sudden they just let up five or six huge plays and usually is running whether it be missed tackles or poor tackles there's always that opportunity for a team especially when you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott who can make guys miss and is probably one of the better running backs in the NFL he definitely has a chance to at least get uh I think Zeke could probably get 100 yards this week. It wouldn't surprise me because uh, the Jaguars are susceptible to kind of those gash plays. But all in all, I'd say the Jaguars will probably be able to handle the run game. But it wouldn't surprise me if Ezekiel Elliott were to eclipse 100 this week. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> tough sledding for Zeke. First of all, he's not healthy. Uh, and he said last week he was healthy. Uh, it's not true. He's battling a knee injury and an ankle injury, and you saw it on Sunday night. He, he just didn't have the same explosion. Um, the Cowboys are going to struggle to move the ball in this game, but to stay in it, they're going to need those chunk plays, whether they come through Zeke or Prescott you know, on read options or Tavon Austin. The only way that they're going to score in this game is by chunk plays. They're not going to drive. They're not going to have these 10 or 12 play drives against the Jaguars, at least in my opinion for 75 yards and they punch it in for a touchdown in the end. I just don't think that's how you beat the Jaguars defense. Am I wrong on that? The, the best way to do it is by getting one or two explosive plays. I mean, that as of this year, that's what it seems to be. Unless you're going against like Patrick Mahomes and the red hot Kansas city chiefs offense, who's just kind of, I mean, they're just dominant against everybody. I was surprised that they dropped 30 points against this Jaguars defense. And even then they only dropped 23. I, uh, Right. seven right. coming from a uh, Jaguars pick six. But uh, I, I think really if the Cowboys want to be able to win this game or at least score probably, I mean, I don't know what the points average that the Jaguars is allowing, but if they want to put up decent points, they're going to have to go with gash plays uh, and really bring their absolute A game offensively because the Jaguars defense, like I said earlier, uh, are fairly dominant after a loss and uh like i said haven't lost back-to-back -back games under doug marone so uh that's going to be definitely kind of the i think we'll see it early uh what's really going to happen if the cowboys can get off to an early start and can uh, start hot i think that will bode well for them but if the if the cowboys come out and the jaguars defense is able to force a few three and outs maybe and the offense is able to put up points i, I think it could be over early but uh i guess that'll be for sunday to tell all right, so this is my favorite part of the show is when we give our meaningless predictions on the <laughs> game like we actually know what's going to happen. Uh, uh, we we constantly make this joke on Locked on Cowboys because for whatever reason, uh, our other host, Landon, has had a terrible track record uh, of picking these games, and for whatever reason, I've lucked into about seven in a row. So, Chris, I will toss this one to you. Who wins this game? What's this final score and why? Uh, I got to roll with my Jaguars uh, for the reasons I've mentioned a few times now. The Jaguars and Doug Marone, uh, are they don't lose two in a row. Calais Campbell said at the beginning of last year after their first loss, good teams don't lose two in a row. And beyond that point, they've never lost two in a row. So 
Uh, I think that'll be the big one. Although I don't think it's going to be like a barn burner for them. I'm I'm feeling like a 19 to 10, you know, just over two position games, but not really kind of a blowout. I think the defense is going to dominate uh, early on and probably for most of the game. Uh, I would probably say that Cowboys might lead off with an early touchdown drive and then the Jags kind of just turn it over from there. Uh, I'm actually expecting if Jamal Charles gets decent reps, I'm expecting a decent-ish game from him. I'm feeling maybe like 60 yards or something like that. But uh, I think really the reason that they win is because of this defense. They're going to come out, be hungry, hit hard. And like you said, if the Cowboys O-line is struggling, then I think uh, the pressure might definitely get dialed up and uh, Saxonville per se might actually get some sacks this week. All right, so... Here's the thing with the Cowboys. Uh, the Jaguars are significantly better, and they're better in almost every single phase of the game. Um, however, this is a desperation game for the Cowboys, and <laughs> it, it, this is some weird reverse psychology, but just just try to stick with it. Cowboy fans do not like Jason Garrett or Scott Linehan, so they typically want to see a couple bad games in a row so some kind of change can be brought about. Uh, however, it seems like whenever their backs are up against the wall, they do just enough to get by through another week. And that's kind of the way I feel like this game is going to go. I, I, I truly feel like if the Cowboys struggle in offense again, if they only put up 10 points against Jacksonville, you will see some kind of change in Dallas, whether that's Garrett being gone or Scott Linehan or something. However, I, I feel that... Garrett and company is going to be very aggressive in this game, and it won't shock me one iota if the Cowboys win a fairly low scoring contest, whether that's 13 to 10, you know, 9 to 6. <laughs> I, that won't surprise me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to pick the I hardly ever do this, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win <laughs> in a really, really low scoring game. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thanks for Chris Thornton for joining us from Locked on Jaguars. Make sure that you go ahead and check his stuff out. Uh, you can follow our show at Locked on Cowboys. Their show is at Locked on Jaguars. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Enjoy the game.